The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they became one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Now the serpent was more crafty than any any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die. The serpent said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? 
the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some of the fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Welcome in once again this week for another episode of your weekly Bible study. And uh, today we took a particular look at the book of Genesis, um, starting in chapter 2, verse 15, and going all the way through the end of chapter 3. So the theme of our episode this week is, and it's really not a particular theme, but I guess we just want to ask the question, is man inherently evil? Is mankind inherently evil? I mean, you look around and you see all these things that are happening in the world today. Mass shootings, as an example. Abortions. Um, terrorist attacks. Um, just a lot of uh, genocide. A lot of depraved things going on in the world. And so you got to wonder... Is, is man just evil by nature? Because surely, you know, man is responsible for a lot of these things. Man was responsible for many of the wars we've had. Um, most of the wars, I mean, man is just totally responsible for it, obviously. But, you know, you take a look at some of the 
the atrocities that are, were committed during war, uh, what Hitler did during World War II, what some of the communist regimes have done over time in the 20th century, the millions and millions of deaths, deaths that were caused by these regimes. So is this because man just can't help himself or because we, the evil is in our genes and we have to fight this all the time? Is this what it is? Or does this go back to creation when God created man and then he created woman out of Adam's rib and he ordered them not to eat of the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but yet when tempted by a serpent, the woman did so and so did her husband. And that caused the fall, the fall of man. Because God created man and woman in his image. So how can man be inherently evil? God didn't set out to create uh, evil people. He, God set out to create um, mankind so that he had someone to love and that mankind would have someone to love. But primarily God created man so that God had something someone to love so he created mankind in his image he created mankind he created man and woman perfectly they were naked in the garden of eden they had no shame no shame whatsoever so is is man evil by nature i don't think so there are a lot of good people out there that think that that is true. There's a lot of Christians that think that way. Uh, there's a, I guess I'm, I'm just going to say what I think. The man and the woman, the woman and the man were tempted. They ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil against God's command. They rebelled against God. They wanted to be like God. So why did God create these beings so that knowing that they would do this or that they might choose this path? Well, God created man to love, in order to love man, to have something, someone to love in his image. He created them perfectly. He gave them free will. Free will. He gave man free will so that man could freely love God. 
God didn't want to create a slave saying, I create you and you will love me regardless. Because that's not real love. That's just, you know, man having to love God because he's a slave. But he gave man free will so that man could voluntarily love God just out of sheer love for God and not because he had to. But man made a mistake. Man made a big mistake by eating the fruit from that tree. And that has been our issue ever since. I don't think man is inherently evil. I do think the fall, the fact that they ate from that tree, made us very susceptible to sin and very susceptible to the temptation of the enemy, which is the serpent slash Satan slash Lucifer. We're not evil by nature, but we've been born into this, you know, for lack of a better word, pattern of original sin that ever since Adam and Eve, we have had this, have had to fight this battle to keep the enemy away. But you know what? God's provided a way out for us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth 2,000 years ago to live and teach and preach and be arrested and be punished and tortured in the most cruel way available at the time. He died on a cross. He was buried. And yet on the third day, he rose again. And the reason he did that, the reason God came to earth and, and became Jesus Christ was to be the sacrificial lamb for all of our sins. That's our way out. That's our way to defeat the evil that's in the world. That's our way to defeat and overcome the sin that we are tempted with every day. That's a way to overcome and be redeemed for the sins that have been part of our life. That's our way out. We're not inherently evil. But because of our ancestry, because of our history from the creation, we've been born into this world that tempts us every day. And if we're tempted enough and get the ideas to do terrible, terrible things, it's obvious that 
mankind has the capability to do some very evil things on behalf of our enemy. And of course, you understand our enemy is Satan. And when we do those evil things, we're doing his work, we're not doing God's work. So I want you to pray with me now, just real quick. Father, thank you for this study of the book of Genesis today. And we pray for greater understanding of, of why we're here, what your will is for us, and what we can do to become closer to you on a daily basis. We understand that Jesus was sent here to redeem our sins. We know we're not evil by nature, but we're fighting a battle with our enemy, and we pray that you help us to keep that enemy at bay. And these things I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, that's going to do it for this week on your weekly Bible study. Uh, I hope you were able to get, you know, a little bit of a nugget out of it anyway. And um, it's a much deeper subject than what I can even touch on. I'll tell you that. Um, there have been volumes and volumes and volumes of books and recordings and all kinds of things on this particular subject. And uh, if you want to dive deeper into it, you know, just do a Google search on, you know, the fall of man and, uh, or just, you know, ask the question, is man inherently evil? And you'll come across all kinds of resources that go in all kinds of different directions. Um, and there'll be those that say that, yes, man is inherently evil, but I certainly don't believe that. Anyway, um, I want you to, uh, if you have any questions or comments or prayer requests, please feel free to drop me a line at uh, weeklyword2020 at gmail.com. That's weeklyword2020 at gmail.com. And I'll be glad to answer your questions or... Uh, try to help you out in any way as far as uh, if you have a prayer request or anything like that, um, we'll certainly um, do that for you. In the meantime, I hope you have a good week and uh, catch us next time on your weekly word. And uh, I'm Jay Mills. Thanks for listening today. <laughs>